everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and if you are brand new to the show, this show is all about Magic the Gathering, where I like to interview various pro players to content creators and much, much more, as well as have some solo episodes like this week's episode where I like to ramble on and on and on about Magic. So, this week's episode is a bit of a special. It is all about my experiences at Grand Prix Dallas, which just happened from May 4th through May 6th. And by the time this comes out, it'll be May 11th. So just about a week ago, it will be, and this is going to be all about my experiences there. And I hope you all really, really enjoy it. Before we dive in any further, Magic Wazubi can be found on the following. Facebook.com slash Magic Twitter at Magic You can email me with any questions you have at mtgzubi at gmail.com. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. You can help support the show at Patreon at Patreon.com slash Magic and Zuby, which is myself, I am also scheduled to be at this year at Grand Prix Orlando from August twelfth through the August tenth through the twelfth, and Grand Prix Atlanta from November second through the fourth. Can't wait to do that, and I really hope I get to do some spell singing again because that was so much fun. But I will get into that in the show. So before we begin, as usual, let's get some ads out of the way, and really hope you enjoy the show. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! Man, I wish there were others who liked retro video games like me. Did I hear someone say retro video games? I heard it too, Matt! Well, if you're a fan of retro video games as well as gaming in general, you need to listen to the VCR Gaming Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Oh god, my house! Alright, so let's just dive right into it. Grand Prix Dallas. Oh man, it was quite the trip. Um, I'm recording this on Wednesday right now this week, Wednesday, May 9th. And I would have done it probably yesterday on Tuesday. Definitely not Monday. By the time I got home Monday, I was just so tired. And I was just exhausted. Tuesday, went and finally saw the Avengers movie. Um, No spoilers or anything, but it was really good. Um, Really enjoyed it. I felt like it was a tad too long. Um, Just in certain parts, I was starting to get a little bored. But overall, it was a good movie. And was really, really surprised that they pulled off being able to have, like, you know, 20 different heroes at this point now compared to the first Avengers, where it was only six of the heroes. Um, and then before that, I finally saw Black Panther, which Black Panther was good. Um, 
It was enjoyable. I was more interested in the city of Wakanda than anything else that happened in the movie because the movie was very standard Marvel fare. And to be honest, I got a little bored towards the end because it was pretty, pretty, um, you know, you pretty much knew what to expect in that. But oh, overall, I'm finally caught up on all the Marvel movies and Avengers was good. Really enjoyed that. And yeah, so that was Tuesday. So today, Wednesday, I thought like, all right, let me get this recorded. Let me get it out there and get it done for my Grand Prix Dallas special. So if you heard my Grand Prix Atlanta special, I did something a little different here. Um, I didn't record myself, you know, on my way to Dallas and record myself at the convention center and all that because this time I went there with more of a focused on what I want to do. I did interview some people. Um, I didn't do as many interviews as I did before because I did a whole hell of a lot of playing. Oh my gosh, I played so much magic. I played so much magic that I'm already starting to build some more decks. Um, But but, but when I did get home, I I didn't even want to look at magic cards. But of course, that night I opened up six boxes of Dominaria on stream. Um, I should probably put that up on YouTube just for, for it to be up there. Um... Yeah, it's been it's been quite a whirlwind and I've been just trying to get adjusted back to, you know, reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Um, he choked that he's so mad that he um, anyways. So I, I guess let's start with let's start with the trip there to Grand Prix Dallas. Um, so my flight, I left on a Thursday afternoon, like late eve- early evening. And um, I, my flight was supposed to leave at 4.55 on on Thursday in Tampa. And, of course, when I, I got there around 1 o'clock because, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure I got there on time. And I didn't mind waiting around because I had a Switch and iPad with me. I was playing Hearthstone and playing Mario Kart and whatever. So I, I, had, I had things to do to occupy my time. Um, so I got there and just like thinking, oh, okay, so I'm just going to wait. Not too bad. Um, three o'clock rolls around that Thursday and they said, oh, the plane's going to be delayed because of bad weather in Dallas. I'm like, okay, so it was delayed like 30 minutes or so. I'm like, okay, that's not too bad, whatever. And then like 3.30 rolls around. Oh, it's delayed another 30 minutes. Oh, great. So I'm not going to leave until, you know, after six or whatever. And... Was it four o'clock rolls around? Another delay. Four thirty rolls around. Another delay. So I didn't actually leave Tampa until about seven o'clock or so, maybe seven thirty, something like that. And we landed in Dallas by nine thirty. Um, and so I mean, the plane ride there wasn't too bad. I will say my I haven't been on a plane in ten years since then, and my anxiety levels were like shot way up high because you know I it's been forever since I've been on a plane and um you know I did take some dramamine to help fight off nauseous and motion sickness and all that just in case because I don't normally get motion sickness in cars and planes and all that but just in case you know something weird happened with me I, I took it just in case and um so the flight wasn't too bad it felt a lot shorter than I thought it would be and when we landed, um, I took my first Uber ever, and I've never taken Uber before. Um, had no idea what to expect, and all I ever heard were horror stories from, you know, you see YouTube videos and all that stuff of terrible Uber drivers. But the Uber driver I did have, he was super nice and kind, and we talked the whole way there to my hotel. 
about you know all the sights to see in Dallas and all that and I was just so tired I was just sort of letting him ramble and you know I was talking back too and all that it was just I was just exhausted because it'd been a long day and you know all that anxiety and nerves and excitement you know just to get it done and over with um so when he took me to a hotel I stayed I only stayed at one night at a hotel a motel six and I've stayed at plenty of those before right and never ever had a bad experience so the one I stayed at though (laughs) I like to dub that as a horror hotel um on a hotel you only really see in the movies or stuff and don't want to believe that it's actually real of what's going on so I get there and the lobby it's not bad you know just you you don't really see anybody there check in I go in the elevator and because I'm on the fourth floor and the first thing I notice in the elevator there's elevator there's all this trash around cigarette butts and just trash and like paper trash and all that stuff and I'm like okay this is kind of gross what the hell I I, I didn't want to put read too much into it so I'm like whatever by the time I got to the hotel it was like past 10 anyway and I'm just exhausted and I'm just thinking myself, whatever let me just go to my room and go to sleep I did because I'm only staying there one night because my buddies were flying in Friday and I'm gonna go stay with them at their hotel and all that so um I get up to the room or I get up to the fourth floor and as soon as I open it the strong smell of weed hits me and I'm like what the fuck just and yeah I I don't like that smell I hate it I can't stand the smell and it just hits me like a ton of bricks and I'm just like holy shit this is disgusting it was like weed mixed in with cigarette smell and I'm just oh god it was disgusting so I'm like okay so maybe this is a smoking section or whatever and I'm trying once again I'm trying not to think too much into it because I'm I'm tired and I want to go to bed and so I'm walking down the hall and I notice that the hallway is just completely dirty and disgusting just thinking what the fuck is going on here (laughs) I I just want this night to be over with by now I get into my room and I specifically requested a non-smoking room and of course as soon as I walk in the strong smell of cigarettes hit me in the room I'm like oh fuck dear god no 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 and I'm just and yeah, it was just bad. I walk in, look around, and the room's like almost completely barren. There's, you know, a TV hung up. There's a bed, one nightstand, and that was about it. Oh, and a small little table for me to put my bag on. And I'm just looking around, just thinking to myself, dear God, what did I sign up into? It's like, I've been to other Motel 6s, and they never looked like this before. This This was a little scary. And then... And then I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, let me go to the bathroom. I got to go to the bathroom. And, of course, so what do I see? I see roaches um, just skirting around as soon as I turn on the lights. And I'm thinking to myself, fuck my life right now. What the hell is this? Where? What did I get into? And I start looking up reviews of the place. And there's a story about this crazy like, security guard who I guess is on a power trip. And I'm thinking to myself, fuck. <laughs> and then I hear all these other horror stories of... You know, like, oh, this is a well-known place for prostitutes and all this stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? How come I didn't see these reviews when I first booked the hotel? Because they didn't show any of this when I looked it up. And um, I'm just, 
I'm honestly getting a little scared at this point because I'm alone and traveling. I can take care of myself. I know how to handle myself. But when you're in a strange place and you don't know anybody or don't know where to go, like, or anything like that, you're sort of like, fuck. So I sort of barricade my door a little bit because there were certain parts of the nights where I heard like yelling and screaming. And I'm thinking to myself, dear God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> and I'm just saying to myself, please fucking, please let this night be over. Oh, so some of the better parts of it, I go to look at the bed and there's cigarette burns on the sheets. And I'm thinking to myself, what the, what the fuck? Like how... I, I'm like my mind's blown like what the hell is going on here and you know I friggin there, and also oh, one of the best things was there was a bright light shining into my room from outside the window and so even when I closed the curtains it made it look like it was you know sunlight out so I did not sleep well at all that Thursday night Friday morning because I'd wake up so many times during that night and think it's sunny out get up and go look I'm like oh it's just the bright light because it looked just like sunlight you know peering into the curtains and the curtains barely blocked off shit anyway um yeah so I was a little scared um and then when I woke up that morning you know took a shower thank god it had hot water at least and you know got ready and I just sort of stayed in my room didn't want to really make a peeper noise and just waited and then I called my Uber driver, called another Uber driver down and I did not leave until he showed up at the the front office and quickly got the hell out of there, which, oh, by the way, when I woke up the next morning and actually walked out that hall, it's it was like there was a transformation. It was <laughs> it was almost sort of like, um I don't know, like a hallucination happened because when I came in that night, the whole hallway was disgusting and dirty and it smelled so bad, right? I walk I walk out there this morning and I see so many cleaning people just cleaning up and it smelled all fresh and clean, didn't smell anything bad. And I'm thinking to myself, did I, did I just dream it all? I'm like, no, I couldn't have dreamed it all, right? Because I look at my room and it's all smelly and disgusting still and I'm just thinking to myself, what the fuck? What is going on? And then the same thing with the elevator because I took the elevator down. It was all nice and clean. It didn't smell bad. And I'm just thinking to myself, shit, I, what is going on? So I just, I quickly got the fuck out of there first of all and just went and went to the convention center and yeah so that was my trip there it was a little bit of a horror of the horror hotel and it was it was pretty scary so let's get into day one of the gp here so i get to the gp um probably about an hour before the spell singing event started and i started talking to i guess one of the head judges there named joe and, you know, he was just helping me out a lot. And Andrea, too, over at the judge staff staffing event over at um, Grand Prix Dallas. They were helping me out, you know, just telling me, hey, this is where you got to go for spell singing. And they got me all registered up for the main event and all that. And so when spell singing came, it started at noon and it went from noon to four. And that's when I meant met the MTG cosplayer Andrea and she was super nice she's um a cosplayer from Mexico City or no she lives right outside Mexico City I cannot remember the name of the village she said she lives in I'm very sorry Andrea if you're listening to this um but she was super nice really had a fun time with her spell singing actually had a fun time with her the whole um GP she was a really nice um nice person and really enjoyed hanging out with her 
And so when spell singing came, so spell singing is basically, it was just me and her and you get the chance of playing against one of us, you know, just for fun and, you know, just sort of meet fans and all that stuff and, you know, meet people and all that. And I thought, you know, if you've heard my podcast before, I'm, I'm very self-deprecating where I'm like, oh, you know, no one listens to me and all that stuff. It was, it was, um, almost like a surreal event when I had a few people come up to me that saying like, oh my gosh, it's Zuby magic Zuby and all that. And I'm just saying to myself like, whoa, and, and not that I wasn't happy to meet some of you. Don't get me wrong on that part. I was very happy to meet some of the listeners and some of the fans and all that. It's just when you're a very normal person who, you know, just does this because I love doing it and love the game and all that stuff. And when you meet someone who sort of, I, I don't want to say fanboys out, but you know, just gets excited to meet you. You're just sort of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm just the normal person. Like I'm no one special or anything like that. And it, it was a really, really cool thing. Um, like as soon as the spell slinging started at 12, it was only supposed to last four hours. Mine went four and a half hours because I just had pe- person after person after person wanted to play with me. And I'm just thinking to myself, holy crap. And this is like nonstop. And it was, um, what I played standard modern. I didn't play any legacy. I did play popper. I built a really crappy, um, blue red gifts deck for standard. Um, it didn't have any of the good cards in it cause I had not opened up any of my dominaria product yet. So it was just whatever I cobbled together, what I could find. And it wasn't that great, but it w- it had to make do, though. And then Modern, I played Grixis Delver. Popper, I played my Rakdos Reanimator. And um, had, had a lot of really fun games and met a lot of cool people. Um, I do want to give some shout-outs, though. I want to first give a shout-out to JT and Wooters. I think I wrote that down right. So I think it was JT I played against who was, um, I don't, what did what did I play against? I think it was Modern. I want to say did he play the Modern Goblins? I think, and um, he actually wanted me to sign some tokens of his and actually got me some tokens, which was really cool. And um, but it was really nice meeting him and meeting him and his friend. I can't remember his friend's name though. I'm very sorry, but um. He told me him and his friend or him and Wooters always listen to the show. And I just want to give shout out to them and thank you. Thank It was nice meeting you guys and really, really cool of you to, you know, come and hang out with me for a little bit and play some magic. And then also I want to give a shout out to Daniel who showed me a very, very, very interesting standard deck, which I may have to build and build and take, you know, make my own version of it. He played a Mardu um, Mardu Lich's Mastery Approach Deck, which was extremely, extremely interesting, I gotta say. So when I saw he was, when he played the Mardu Colors, you know, you know of course his deck is very slow, because you know, you gotta build up to Lich's Master, and here I am playing, you know, Blue-Red Gifts and all that, and I'm just saying to myself, what the heck is this guy playing? I have no idea what he's playing. And then when he slams the Lich's Mastery down on turn 6, I'm like, okay, Okay, so he's playing Lich's Mastery, and I for, I forgot all about the approach combo with it. And then, of course, he shows me the approach combo and all that, and I was really asking him, why are you splashing the red? And he showed me um, the reason why he splashes the red is for Glorious End. And, you know, you have Lich's Mastery out, and Glorious End, basically, it's a 
two and a red, you end the turn, and at the beginning of your next end step, you lose the game. But with Lich's Mastery out, you can't lose the game if you cast Glorious End. And um, so Glorious End is a really good card for him to, if he's up against an opponent who may be playing, I don't know, Green Black or Salt Eye Constrictor and have a lot of creatures on board, and they're about to swing and attack, end the turn, you know? So they don't even get to do damage or anything like that. And um, really, really cool deck, really interesting. I'm thinking about building a version of it myself, but instead of Mardu, I think I want to go more Control. And so I'm thinking more Esper, Lich Mastery approach. But I'm going to have to, I got to mess with a deck list here and see if I can try to come up with something. And um, yeah, so that was really cool. So shout out to Nanny as well, too. Really nice meeting you and for giving me the Esper approach idea because I'm excited to build that. And I already know some people in my shop are going to hate me for it, but you know, oh well. <laughs> but it was really, it was really fun. So, like I said, the spell singing was a lot of fun meeting some of you people out there. And um, it was exhausting because it was four and a half hours of nonstop magic. I didn't get a single break and I didn't know I could call someone over and be like, Hey, I need a break. <laughs> you know, cause I just thought like, Oh, and I didn't really want to keep people waiting either. So I just kept going and playing and, um, and I, I felt bad for the last person. I think his name was Glenn. We were playing standard. I can't remember what he was playing, but of course he beat me cause my standard deck was just absolute trash. Cause I just hobbled something together. As I said, and we only played one game and I just looked and I'm like, I'm very sorry, but I need to go <laughs> because I had to one, go to the bathroom and two, I was starving at that point. And I'm just, I, I felt bad because I know he was, he was waiting in line to play against me. And I'm just like, I gotta go, man. I gotta go. Like I, I need to go to the bathroom. I've been holding it in for way too long and I'm starving at this point. And, um, yeah. So after that, I, you know, did my thing and went to go get something to eat and the convention food was absolutely terrible by that but by that time I was so hungry I did not care I just needed something in my belly um cuz then at 5:30 I was also part of the bounty sealed event which that was a lot of fun you got to it was basically doing a sealed pool event with um you know other pro players and Andrea and I the the two um sort of content creators out there and um it was my sealed pool was actually pretty decent. Um, I managed to pull a history of Banalia, and um, I basically had everything built for Green White Knights. And I had what Shauna Sisse's Legacy and Helm of the Host and some other. I, I can't remember. I should have kept note of all my really wrote down the list or taken pictures of all my drafts and sealed seals I did over the weekend, but it was just such a blur and, you know, I would have to unsleeve something real quick and sleeve it back up. And then of course, you know, the order of the cards I had got all messed up and, but, and so I did three rounds of that. Um, I only won one round, but the two people that beat me. So basically when you're playing the bounty event, if you're having to go up against a bounty and beat them, you get a hundred prize tickets and those prize tickets can be used for the prize wall which you can trade them in for booster packs or some sealed product or shirts or whatever you want basically for it. And so the two people that I went up against, they, um, they were both really surprised that, you know, when they beat me like, Oh, they get a hundred prize tickets. And, you know, even though I was wearing my magic with Zuby shirt, they, you know, some of them didn't put two and two together. And one of them I did beat. I don't remember his name. I 
thought I wrote it down, but he kept on wondering who I was because he knew I was a bounty event, but he just couldn't quite place me. And he said, oh, your voice sounds really familiar. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay. And so when he beat me, you know, I give him the prize. He was like, oh my gosh, you're Magic Wazubi. And I'm like, yes, I am. And, you know, that, that was that was really fun. And um, so that, that first day was, like I said, quite the whirlwind of events. It was so much magic playing. I was exhausted. Andrew and I were both exhausted. And then my buddies, Tom and Kevin, finally came. And um, they did some events. I can't remember how well they did. But um, when we got done around 9 30 10 o'clock we were all just you know hanging around and we finally went to a we used to have these in florida and i hadn't been to one in forever and we went to one in dallas because someone said you know oh we got to do this it's so good it's so good and we went to a place called whataburger and like i said we used to have these in florida but not anymore and there's probably a good reason because whataburger sucks i'm sorry i'm sorry if you're a big whataburger fan and all that but they suck. It was not good at all. I mean, the burger was decent. The fries were bleh. But definitely not all it was cracked up to be. It was, I, yeah, I did not enjoy it very much. And so when we then we went back to their hotel and slept and then woke up and were getting ready and prepared for day two of the GP. So day two of the GP comes and, um, the the main event was at 9 a.m. So we woke up pretty early, uh, got to the convention center hall, and you know I went. They they my two buddies Tom and Kevin they went and did side events. They none of them did the main event. So, um, I went and did the main event, and you know sat down. And I, I never been a part of a sealed GP before, so it was pretty interesting. Um, just seeing you know how it all worked and and. Saturday, I definitely kept it a little bit more low-key. I didn't really talk about that I was from Magic Wazubi in, in case someone asked or, you know, someone saw me. I'm like, you, you know, I did talk about it. I wanted to keep it more low-key because yesterday was just, or the day before was so exhausting and just sort of a whirlwind of events. Like, I didn't realize it was going to be that crazy, to be honest. And so I played six rounds of the main event. I went two and four. I mean, I know that's terrible, but I didn't really have a very good pool. I sort of built a red-black um, deck because some of my best pulls were Demon Lord Belzenlock, and I also got the the artifact Traxos Scourge of Krug along with a Voltaic Servant, so I could try to slam down Traxos by turn four. Um, and it, the deck was okay. All my other colors, like... Probably the color I had the most was blue, but nothing else really supported blue. Red was kind of close, but not really. My green was absolute misery, and my white was non-existent, and I had no good multicolor cards. I got to look up what I had. On my, I don't know if I still have the paper. Oh, wait. No, no, no. You have to give that paper up, so never mind. I don't have that paper anymore. Um but like I said, I managed to scrape out two wins in the match and, and the matches or the rounds. And I was somewhat happy about that, but it was funny. It was, um, cause I, I was thinking I was going to go Oh, two drop. So, you know, the, the first two rounds I was one and one, if I was going to lose the, um, third round, I was just gonna drop. No, no, no. I think I was going to drop if I went X and three. So um, I lost round three and I'm like, okay, so I'm probably just going to lose round four. Right. Um, cause I'm one and two at this point. And so round four comes and 
it's I'm playing against the person. I don't even remember who it was, and I beat them very easily. And I'm just thinking to myself, "Fuck, I won." I kind of wanted to drop, um, but luckily none of the events I wanted to do on Saturday were even going to start anytime soon. So I'm just like, "Well, I won. Let me play. Let me go to the fifth round." And I lost the fifth round due to I don't even remember what. I I cannot remember each of the rounds at all because it was just whirlwind I, I played so much magic i don't remember every single thing i did at all um so i lost the fifth round and then i noticed like okay so some of the side events i want to start you know weren't starting yet so i'm like okay i'll play one more round lost that round the the, the last round round six it was up against the kid and um he had to have been anywhere from 12 to 15 or something like that. And I will be honest, I went really easy on him. I didn't slam threats down or remove threats when I could have. And I was also kind of like, well, you know, let me give this kid the win because he does seem really excited to be here. And and honestly, I didn't really want to play <laughs> any more sealed because one, I wasn't really happy with my deck. And I even between rounds, I'd look through my pool again. Like, could there have been something different? I probably could have splashed white just for some extra removal, but there was nothing else good in white. Blue, uh, uh, <laughs> it was terrible. It was bad. Green had some decent stuff in it, but not enough to support support it for a third color. But, um, and so like I said, I kind of give, gave the, the kid in the sixth round a win and he, he was really happy and excited about it. And I'm like, you know, good for you. It's, and plus I didn't really want to play. So <laughs> that was the other thing. Um, so after that, after the sealed event, um, I was a little tired at that point. I started developing a headache because what happens with me is when you're looking around at all the booths of what everybody's selling, um, so many people like to put foils out there and for good reason, because foils sell, right? But with the lighting of the GP and the foils, you know, how it makes the foils bright. And when you look at it, you know, it sort of, it hurt, it really hurt my eyes and I was starting to get a really bad headache and I forgot to bring my, um, Tylenol from the hotel with me because I always usually need some sort of Tylenol with me when I'm at these GPs because I just start getting headaches from the lighting um, with the cards and all that. So I took a stroll around downtown Dallas, Fort Worth and um, went outside and just to also get some fresh air because I'd been there from 9 a.m. and it, at this point it was four or five o'clock in the afternoon and I'm just like, I just need to go outside and breathe a little bit. Um, because it was very crowded that Saturday as well. So I, so I took a walk around town just to sort of take a look at the sites. And, and if you follow me on Twitter, you, you know, I put a lot of pictures up there of the sites of Dallas, Fort Worth, and it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous out so many beautiful churches. And, um, I, I will say the place was really clean too, like not much trash or dirt or anything like that. I was really surprised at how clean it was, was probably the most surprising takeaway from it. And, um, so I probably walked around for over an hour, um, just taking in the sites, really enjoying it. And when I got back, you know, of course I went to a store, picked up some headache medicine, some Excedrin or whatever. And when I went back, I did a draft. I just did one draft. It was a turbo town draft and I drafted blue red wizards in one. Um, it was, one of those, my pack one pick one was weather light. And then my pack two pick one or my, no, 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 not pack two. Um, my 
pack one, pick two was Adelie's, the red blue wizard. And I just kept on getting past all these really good red and blue cards. I'm like, cause everybody else is picking white and green and black. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, shit, I guess I'm going red blue. And thank God I did. It was, um, it was a really fun, um, really fun draft there. J- just building the deck was more fun than actually playing. Cause I'm just saying, Oh my God, I've got all these really powerful cards. And, um, it was a little funny because pack three, pick one, I opened up a Lyra and I'm thinking if I, and I really struggled to almost take it because the smart drafter in me would have said, no, I don't need this because I don't have anything on white and to splash in a three and double white creature just for the good value of it would be detrimental to my deck. But the other side of me, the one that said, Hey, this is worth like 30 bucks, go ahead and take it. (laughs) And so I took it. Um, so when I went and played, you know, I, I, you play the one round and when, if you beat the person, you get a hundred tickets and I did beat the person and she was very nice and, uh, you know, helping her out and all that stuff. And it was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, that, and then I, witnessed something very very crazy um with my friend tom playing in one of the standard events he was playing um blue white control and it was just probably some of the most ridiculous games i ever saw um and a little bit you're gonna hear an interview where i interview him about that game and he's just gonna tell you how crazy it was so that night um it was cinco de mayo which we completely forgot about and when we went out that night to go eat, uh, we went to an In-N-Out burger. And I have heard nothing but praise and good things about In-N-Out burger because it's something that's really big on the West Coast. And we don't have them at all here in Florida. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, cool. I really want to try this place because you hear nothing but praise about it. And it was okay. I mean, it wasn't the greatest food. I mean, I think it was just really hyped up for me. And it was, I mean, it was better than Whataburger by far way better, but it was just okay. I mean, it was really nothing that great. And I still have to say that five guys is better. All right. That's sacrilege. I know to some of you, but five guys is way better. Five guys burgers and fries are way better. It's that greasy grease grease that, you know, you get from that five guys or that five guts, I should say. But, um, so that pretty much ended day two. We were out so late day in at the Saturday night, and I mean even Sunday night we were out even later. But um, yeah. So that was the end of day two, and it was like I said, I definitely played it more low key in day two, and just because Friday was such a whirlwind, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy, and. So then we got to day three of the GP. We woke up day three, got some breakfast. And when we got to the convention center, I decided before I start doing more drafts, um, I wanted to get some interviews in. So here are the interviews I did during day three of the GP. Okay, Zuby here and I'm with my buddy Tom and we're both at GP Dallas right now. It's day three. And um, how are you feeling today? Pretty good. I just uh, two would my elves opponent with Storm. So what <laughs> event are you playing right now? Uh, Modern Double Up. I believe it's a started at ten thirty. Okay. So how was that game? 
It was good. Uh, game one, he was on the play. Oh, no, 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 you, you can okay. keep talking. He was on the play. Uh, he just had a consistent turn one. It looked like almost like a regular Elves deck, but he had the devoted Druid combo in there. Oh, the infinite mana? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, turn two, he plays the... He plays Heritage Druid turn one, turn two... Uh, I forget the name of it. The one that makes the token. Yeah. Yeah, that one. And then okay, he yeah. and then he taps three and he plays Elva Charge Druid. So I'm like, okay, untap. Uh, played Brawl, passed, mm -hmm. and he went to. Yeah, it was turn two because then I passed. He didn't do anything. He just passed. So then I had remand with Brawl out. Yeah, which I remember is absolutely that. disgusting. Yeah. So I passed. He went to Collected Company, or uh, he oh, went to Cord. Cord. He went yeah. to Cord, and I countered it, and then Drew discarded Drew again, and then <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I drew double Pyretic Ritual, and then untapped and killed him the following turn. He didn't wow. Have anything. And then game two, he had Eidolon of Rhetoric in, but mm -hmm. he didn't find it. He didn't see it in time, and oh, I yeah. untapped with three mana, Desperate Ritual, uh, Pyretic Ritual. Manamorphose and Gifts Ungiven in my hand, and oh, then wow. just went off. Yeah, and that, for cool. the turn, I drew Pyretic too, so there was no Jesus. way I wasn't losing that, that game. So, sound like you had a good round one. Let's yeah. discuss your match three from last night. You playing <laughs> your standard... What deck were you playing? Uh, Blue-White Control. Are it's, you sure you just call it blue-white control and not brutal. just and not just blue-white tears? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's bad for your opponent. It's fun to play it, but... For your opponent, no, it's not fun. Let's just say I was feeling salty for your opponent because I watched you both games. I felt bad for him. And, and I, I feel like I was getting more mad for your opponent. You watched the, just, the hope dwindle from his face. Yeah, because really he almost got you game one. Almost. I almost. was about like eight, I want to say. Nine yeah. or eight, I want to say. I was down two, and I don't know. I just stabilized. I think it was Teferi into Gear Hulk. Yeah. It was just, it stabilized. He was out of threats. It was just runner, runner, runner counters for everything. Every single God. answer, I one for one him. You had like what had seven like disallows? Limited. Yeah, I had pretty three, much. I had four disallows, <laughs> two syncopates. Uh, I censored one of his things. Yeah. Essence scattered twice. It was God, just every so single disgusting. time he played something, I had an answer for it, and then I got to ferry at like turn seven, I want to say, untapped two lands at the end of turn. And then glimmered and just found gas. It was Gearhold yeah. and something else. I forget another disallow or something like that. I want to say, dude. And it then game two was just even worse. Yeah, you, you just you had the control just right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a good start. Um, I usually tend to in the control matchups at least bring out some early counters and I mm -hmm. go light and or like shave threats here and there, like shave uh, shave counters here and there, not threats. But then I overload on threats. Mm -hmm. Like I brought in Karn, double Lyra, uh, what else? Negates, you yeah, said? Yeah, quadruple negates I brought in against him. And he had duress early on. It didn't matter. Like Yeah, because you had double of everything in your hand. Yeah, I had double glimmer, <laughs> double essence scatter, and uh, search press can't. He ex took search, which is the right answer, but yeah. it just he couldn't follow up anything. I, I get, once I got to turn four, it's just consistent counters and drawing and then shutting the door. It was Teferi into Karn into Lyra yeah. and I had Gearhold. That that game too was disgusting. I, I should have recorded it on my phone, but I was just in too much awe yeah. of the ridiculousness it was of it. One of the best control games <laughs> I've ever played. Yeah. 
And then um, I've never locked somebody down like that before. Yeah. And then what was it? Friday, you won some booster packs, and what did you get again? A uh, double to ferry and a Karn and a Lyra. Yeah, that's just disgusting. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Know. It's just. Yeah. I think the packs your, were your luck. Or something. <laughs> your luck this weekend has been <laughs> phenomenal. Something. Yeah, they've been doing pretty well. Yeah. yeah. So well, good luck in your other rounds. Thanks, sir. And um, we shall talk to you again. Pleasure seeing you. Okay, it's recording. All right, Zuby here, and I am here once again with magic artist Randy Gallegos. Uh, we're here at GP Dallas this time. Last time you may have heard him on the GP Atlanta episode. So how are you doing this weekend? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I guess technically we're in Fort Worth, right? Fort Worth, I feel yeah. bad for Fort Worth. They never got the credit, right? Dallas always <laughs> Yeah. No, um, so this is, um, I have not been to Dallas slash Fort Worth since I was a little kid and actually went out for a stroll around the downtown area yesterday. I got to say, this city is gorgeous. It it's, is. Um, yeah, it's really. Nice. I've never been through here either. I've you know, flown through DFW, yeah. connecting to other flights, but I've never yeah. actually left the airport and, and been around. Uh, so I actually was walking around this morning a little bit as well. Uh, it reminds me of the downtown of Fort Worth reminds me a little bit maybe of like uh, downtown San Jose actually where I'm from oh okay in that you know it's got some older buildings you can tell they had kind of an earlier heyday and then all of a sudden in the last maybe like 15 years or so it seems to have mm-hmm. had a second kind of boom pretty cool yeah no definitely um, did you see some of the churches around too I did that, yeah, um, yeah. I, I walked back past the St. Patrick's Cathedral um, there's that other really big one I'll show you some of the pictures I took um, really, really. I love looking at church architecture and all that. Yeah. There was um, one of the really big ones. Um, if you go down one of the streets, I don't know all the names of them, but it's a really big church. I wanted to go in, but it looked like they were about to have a service or something. So oh, I'm like, sure. yeah. I don't want to bother anybody. Yeah, but, I, um, I didn't get into any of them, but just from the outside. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So how are you doing this weekend? Uh, okay, this, this GP is a little smaller than some other ones. Uh, they're usually pretty good and pretty busy. This one was, I mean, was busy enough, but yeah. a little slower than some other ones. Yeah, no, it's um, it's my first sealed GP before. Yeah, and, I think that um, might make a difference as well. Certainly. Yeah, definitely. It's um, I I know like when a new set comes out, they do a few sealed events, and usually those aren't as popular. But the constructed ones are where it's going to be popular. Sure. Um, so. W- how how what art did you did you make any art for Dominaria? No, I didn't have any in Dominaria. My last piece was in Rivals. Uh, oh, Rivals. Which yeah. which art did you do in there? Uh, Brazen Freebooter. Common that no one uses. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any art coming up for any of the other sets coming up? Or? Yeah, yeah, I have uh, three pieces in the pipeline for upcoming sets. Can you say which ones or no? Uh, no, because I don't know offhand what's been announced and what hasn't been. Oh, so. okay. Well, the the la- the. The next set is the M19 corset, and that's the only one they've announced, like, the actual okay. names for. Yeah, it's after that. Okay, okay. All right, because when I interviewed Noah Bradley at Atlanta, he said he had some stuff for Dominary, but he couldn't spill anything. Sure. I, I know you guys are locked down and all that stuff, what yeah, you can yeah. and can't I mean, say. You know, um, in terms of saying, like, the set, you know, what the sets are going to be also, like, I'm not... I'm not up on when they announce, you know, yeah. the next set. So I just try to keep it mum until I know that they've they've said what the next next sets are going to be. Well, I know you can't really spill any news on what the actual art is or anything, but I can ask you maybe your feelings on it. Are you excited about this art that you're making for it? Or uh, yeah, usually. I mean, you know, the the world building that has gone on the last you know 10, 15 years in particular has been so uh, deep and so amazing. I mean, everyone's noticed. You know, for instance, the Dominaria art. I mean, they saw it with Rivals. They're like, oh man, the, art, the art's getting even better than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then with Dominaria, it just kind of blew the lid off once again. So um, I think that hopefully that trend continues. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty 
pretty crazy, actually, how much the bar gets lifted every single set. Oh, I know, I know. Like, I was excited thematically for Rivals. Um, the cards, you know, wasn't weren't the greatest, but Dominaria I've been so pumped about. Yeah. Um, just the theme, because, you know, we're going back to Magic's home plane and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're right. The world building, I'm super excited about it. Um, have you checked out any of the Magic art books that they've been releasing uh, lately? A little bit, um, particularly the ones that I've, I've been in. Uh, yeah. They sent, they sent me a copy, so. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, I think those are a really nice addition to the product line for Magic because yeah, um, yeah. it's my my oldest. She's really getting into drawing. She's getting better. She's been at it. I mean, she's always been drawing since she was a kid, but for the past two years, she's been, like, every birthday and Christmas, she wants nothing but art supplies. Yeah. And now it's getting to the point where she wants tablets now for drawing and all that. And so she's she is getting better. Um, and it's I got one of the magic art books and she's obsessed with it. It's like yeah. I'm like kid. I kind of want it back now. <laughs> I want to look at it. Yeah, you know, no, back but, in, in the '90s they did a, a, a magic art book for the route cycle. Oh, okay. Uh, during the Weatherlight era, and mm-hmm. then they spent a long time not doing them. Uh, it was kind of a shame. So I'm really glad that they're they're getting back yeah. to it, especially with so much kind of um, uh, so much art that's developed on the back on the front side. You mm-hmm. know, um, in preparation for commissioning the artist. You know, a lot of that concept art is really incredible. So yeah, being able to put that together and to also reproduce the cards at a larger size, you can really appreciate the art. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's um definitely got me excited, and she's um that's one of the main reasons why she's hooked on magic right now is just all the art. Yeah, and she's even said she wants to draw some magic cards, and I'm like, I'm like, well, that's a good thing, you know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just telling her to keep at it. You know, she's she's starting high school this year, so I told her sign up for all the art classes you want. And, Awesome. Because um, I actually went to school for graphic design. I'm obviously not doing graphic design, but, you know, I learned a lot of the basic art stuff. And the, yeah. Was it the rules of threes, or or is that for photography? That's just a compositional tool yeah. that works across yeah. all, all 2D media. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so another thing that I know, I can't remember if we talked about it last time, but I know you're a big retro gamer yeah. as well, too. Uh-huh. So, um, and you've got some really cool pieces of controllers and some consoles there. So, I didn't tell you this but i've also got another podcast a retro video game podcast where my friend and i we talk about just we do talk about modern games but we it's more of a focus on retro games and why we like them so much and all that yeah yeah so um i'll have to have you check that out too that sounds hot can you you me again for that one (laughs) yeah oh definitely we could try to work something out maybe a skype thing or something and just get you on talk about video games because um my the, the, the way we work it out is my co-host, he's more of the technical aspect. He's really in the technical aspect of the old consoles and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm more of the gameplay slash narrative story aspect where I like to talk about the more gameplay and the story aspect of it, yep. especially old RPGs like we talked about the other day yep. where I'm like, you know, Final Fantasy, Dragon Warrior slash Dragon Quest, whatever they call it. Yep. And um, so that I'll have to have you check that out and maybe we'll try to work something out with that. Yeah, that'd be cool. But... um. So I just want to thank you again for just chatting with me here a little bit. I'll let you get back to work and, you know, sell some stuff. And um, where can people find you again? Uh, the easiest place would be to go to randyg.com. And uh, from there, you can see all the different kinds of art I do, my illustration, and I'm, uh, including the video game uh, still life stuff that you're talking about is linked off of there as well. Awesome. Awesome. And can people buy stuff online too? Um, not so much. I don't have so much of an online store right now. You can find me, just, you know, drop me an email or message me on Facebook or something. Uh, probably later on in the year, I'll get up another store again. It's been a few years since I had a good online store presence. Okay. And what upcoming GPs are you going to be at? Do you know yet? Um, yeah, the next two I'll be at will be uh, Vegas, and then I'll be in 
in Sacramento, California. Vegas in Sacramento, California. Yeah. Vegas is going to be fun. I wish I could go. Yeah, I was there last year as well. Um, and I'm from California, so Sacramento is not far from me. And I think those are my last two scheduled for the year. Okay. So uh, if you haven't seen me, uh, I've been at quite a few the last like eight months or so. Um, so if you don't uh, catch me at those two, you might have to wait until next year. Okay. All right. Well, great. Well, thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. All right, Zuby here, and I'm here with Andrea, uh, who was with me doing spell slinging, and she was part of the cosplay this weekend. So how are you doing? I'm doing pretty fine, even though I lost a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we both lost a lot. Yeah, we played the two-headed giants, and it was a mess. But Oh, my gosh. Oh, Our that, pool wasn't that bad. The pool wasn't bad, but that last opponent we were up against, yeah. they had the most insane pool. They had a Teferi, a Karn, the Demon Lord... Yeah. That that one black white that makes knights and kills stuff and mm, it was, Ariel, it's called. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of stuff there. Also, yeah. like the this knight that has first strike and everything. There. Yeah. It's yeah. Just awful. insanity. Yeah. Insanity. So, how are you enjoying GP da- Dallas so far? I did like it a lot. I had a lot of fun. A lot of people came to say hi and everything. So I enjoy it. It's my first. Mm, well, I'm from Mexico, so okay. it's the first one that I'm going out of the country and okay. wearing the cosplay. Yes. And I, I had a lot of fun <laughs> with that. No, that's good. And it was a pleasure meeting you, too. I've had a lot of fun with you this week, and oh, it, was, um, it was very fun. I was kind of not really nervous about meeting you, just more like... Um, like I'd never heard of you because I know I know most of the American cosplayers mm-hmm. and all that. So when I saw you, I'm like, oh, who's this? You know, and then I look up you're from Mexico and found your YouTube channel, and I'm like, oh, it's all Spanish. I don't know <laughs> what's <laughs> going on. <laughs> um, no, but it was really cool, really nice meeting you, and had a lot of fun spell slinging. Um, that was a very that Friday was very exhausting. Yeah, it I was. Um, and also, like I haven't used a modern deck in a while, and yours yeah. was good yes i won't wait it. <laughs> yeah it was um and then saturday we did the main event yeah and that didn't went that well too i went through three so i didn't oh you at least won three you won three matches uh-huh um, oh, okay oh you did better than i did i went two four and dropped i'm like nope i'm done <laughs> yeah so i wasn't going to do day two i i dropped two. yeah yeah so um no but that's cool so um what do you think about the I guess United States GP. They're bigger than in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, even this one that was a bit smaller than yeah. I just, had just gone to Vegas. Okay. Last year and it's massive. That one is really really big. Um, but I had a lot of fun. It's a lot of people that has good level playing. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. Okay. I really like them. So how long have you been doing cosplaying? Um, my whole life I really like wearing costumes and mm-hmm. I like doing them but as cosplaying cosplaying conventions and all that stuff I like two years one year. two years mm-hmm. like year mm-hmm. and a half did you start with magic uh, no I started with a Skeletor one a Skeletor yeah oh a, from He-Man yes <laughs> okay cool and also the Space Ghost um, oh Space Ghost mm-hmm. that's cool yeah I also have one for those and oh, then I moved to magic <laughs> how long have you been playing magic for uh, since M14, 2013. M14. Okay, yeah, so about five years. Uh huh, more or less. It? Yeah, in July I'm going to turn five. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's um, M14, that was a good set. They br- That was when they brought Slivers back for first time in a long time, actually. 
and um, Sliver's always one of my favorite creatures. Okay, there. I didn't you like anything? Oh yeah. But um, so what are some of your favorite formats that you enjoy? Uh, sealed. See, just sealed, not draft. Also draft, I like it, but I like better sealed. Like in the oh, draft, okay. there are people that sometimes does not draft that good, so they turn yeah. the colors, and I don't know. I it's difficult sometimes to draft with people that does not draft too often. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Because you're confused. You can't read what they're really picking and uh-huh. all that. And, and yeah. then the decks end like weird. Mm-hmm. So what I like about Sealed is that what you open, you use it. Mm-hmm. So it's also like the probability that you're going to open something good or something bad. Yeah. Yeah. That That is, I tend to lean towards more draft because I feel it's more skill intensive, you know, like trying to read people like you say, as long as you're playing with people who know what they're doing. <laughs> that, that's yeah. when I love draft. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, I agree. So you've been playing for about five years, mm-hmm. um, cosplaying for about two now. Yep. And um, do you have any plans for more GPs in the future? Yep. I'm going to Vegas this year too. Okay. And then I'm going to stay in Mexico, so I'm going to the GP in Mexico. Nice. Yeah. Nice. When's the one in Mexico again? And I guess September, October, something like okay. that. Yeah. Okay, so I have cool. plenty of time to do another, one, another <laughs> so cosplay. Do you have any ideas of what you're going to cosplay as? Yeah, I want to do Ashiok. Ashiok, ooh, that was one of my favorite Planeswalkers. Yeah, me back too. And um, as he is a nightmare, I guess he is like a little son of Braids. And I really love Braids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because your cosplay as Braids right now, Cabal yeah. Minions. So <laughs> what else did you cosplay as this week or this uh, weekend? Uh, this weekend I was Nisa for the okay. first day. Uh, yesterday I was Bloodbraid Elf. Ooh, Bloodbraid Elf yeah. is a good one. No, I enjoyed both cosplays. And sorry for my lack of slurring words. It's been a very long weekend for us. We've been playing <laughs> so much Magic. I have not played this much Magic since Grand Prix Atlanta, which was last year. It's been um because I usually only get to play Magic maybe Casual. once or twice a week. Yeah, yeah. It's you you and I talked. I'm not competitive as much anymore mm-hmm. like I used to be I'm pr- I'm very casual and it's um I usually only play for a couple hours a week or something like that this has been a whirlwind of magic yeah <laughs> it's been a lot of magic like we're getting better now <laughs> oh yeah we're, <laughs> we're gonna practicing. go pros we're gonna go get on the pro tour <laughs> and then lose and cry and but hopefully one day we're going to go to the pro tour <laughs> I'd like to go there as like maybe just to see how they play. Well, no, not only that, like, I, I don't think I'd want to go there as a competitor, but I'd, I'd like to go if they had something like this, like we did this weekend, the spell slinging or, you know, like, obviously they have stuff for cosplayers there, but I don't think they have much stuff for, for podcasters like me, but I don't know. I have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll have to check that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, so you've got Vegas and Mexico coming up. Um, so, I mean... I don't really know what else to really ask here. It's been it's been a long week and it's been a yeah, lot of fun with you. And <laughs> I also had a lot of fun. Yeah, no, but um, I just want to thank you for coming on and uh, hopefully I see you again. Yeah, thanks for the interview and everything. All right, you're welcome. Okay, bye. All right, and I hope you enjoyed those interviews. Um, shout outs to Tom, Randy Gallegos, and Andrea for you know taking time out of their day to you know have a chat with me. Um, really, really enjoyed really enjoyed um hanging out with all of you. And, um, yeah, it was nice seeing Randy Gallegos again. And, um, you know, he did remember me from Atlanta, which I was thinking like, ah, he's not going to remember me at all. And, you know, we talked, um, not, not just about, you know, magic art, but even, um, after the interview, we were talking about video games and art and all that stuff. And, um, really cool dude. Um, really enjoyed talking with him. 
the most. And I wanted to try to get interviews with the other two artists that were there, Dan Scott and RK Post, but both of them were so busy and not that Randy wasn't busy at all. It was just, um, I caught Randy at a really good time where no one was there. And, um, and then every time I tried to go to Dan or RK post it's, there were people there and I'd walk away for a little bit, come back. And it's like, you know, I don't really want to, I don't really want to bother them if they've got at, you know, people and they're selling stuff. So I'm just like, okay. So unfortunately by the time I did think to try to go back to them, they had already gone and left because people were leaving early on Sunday. Cause you know, admittedly there, there wasn't a lot of people there Sunday because you know, it's the last day of the GP and things are wrapping up now at this point. So I did um, some drafts that day, and I built. I, I basically both both drafts I did were were sapperlings because everybody was passing them, and it was the single limb drafts, and I won round one on both of them and lost round two on both of them because my deck, you know, obviously, the, and this is what happens in Magic, right? So your deck does really well in one match. And then you go to your next match, and your deck is just like, mm, I'm just going to draw anything but lands for you, even after you shuffled, you know, 500 times. And you're just like, oh, that's magic for you. I wasn't even really mad. It was just more of like, and I, I apologize if anybody thought I was getting mad or anything. It was just more of like, oh my gosh, I keep drawing lands. And I wasn't really mad at any point during it at all or anything. It's um just... You know, one of those things in Magic where you just draw nothing but lands over and over and over again. You get flooded. And that's why they call it Mana Flood or Mana Screw. You're going to get one or the other, and hopefully you get in between where you get enough mana you need for your spells and enough spells you need for your mana and vice versa and whatever else the heck you want to say. Um, so Andrew and I were actually doing a two-headed giant seal that, at that point, too. And um, we we both got really good pools. She we both opened up enough for support for green black sapperlings. Um, we pulled a slime foot, and she her deck was really really good. Um, even got Grun the Lonely King, and um, and all that. And I pulled another history of Benalia and got enough support for white black knights. Um, had Arvad, um, every other knight you can think of, and. Um, the one legendary white knight that gives all your creatures double strike if they have first strike. Um, just really, really good cards there. And so we lost our first match against someone playing Sapperlings and another one playing red-white wizards. Or no, no, blue-red wizards, I mean. Um, and the only reason they won, because we were just about to kill him, is the one guy top decks a Josu Vess and kicks it. And, you know, creates the eight two two zombies with menace. And we're just like, oh, God. So we we tried to survive just a few more turns to see if we could even do it. And we couldn't. They just had too much damage on the field. And we ended up losing that. But it was a lot of fun. It, that, that match was a lot of fun. The, the next match, Andrew and I were a part of. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was no way we were going to win that. So our team, the team we went up against... They had every single good magic card in Dominaria that you could imagine. They pulled a Karn, a Teferi, um, every single. So one of the guys basically built um, what Esper Knights because he had Teferi and Karn, um, all the really good knights. The only thing he was missing was a History Benalia, but he had every other card for supporting knights. Um, and then the other guy was basically just mono green sapperlings 
and would just build up a bunch of sapperlings just to create a wall pretty much and yeah they beat us pretty easily um because karn is ridiculous teferi is ridiculous and um but the guys were really really cool um i just want to give shout outs to bennett and kusa or kusa i think uh k-u-s-s-a-h I think it's Kusa or Kusa. Very, very sorry if I'm completely butchering that. But um, there were two really cool guys. Um, you know, it, it, it was funny because Andrew and I were just like, what the heck? They got every single good card that you want in a sealed pool. And um, we, we were just having a really fun time even playing against them. And they, they it, thankfully, they were cool too. And, you know, because, you know, you go up against those kind of opponents that are just... I guess, lack of a better word, assholes, pretty much, especially when they know they're winning and all that. But e- even them, e- even both of them were like, this is probably the most ridiculous sealed pool we've ever had. And um, it was it was a lot of fun, though. So we dropped out after round two because we were just like, eh, I don't even want to play because we're 0-2 right now. And um, so we dropped out after that, and we took some pictures. Andrew and I took some pictures. Um and that's when I got to meet Marshall Sutcliffe, Rich Hagen, and Maria Bartholdi of the Magic the Amateuring. And so th- they were all really nice um, and, you know, got to meet them and got to see some of the semifinals and quarterfinals of the of the GP in the main event. And we just hung around and, um, and God, we didn't even leave the leave the place until like almost 10 o'clock that night. And. So Kevin, Tom, and a few of our other buddies, we all decide to go out for one last hurrah that Sunday night. And we, the, the, some of them want to go to another burger place. I'm like, dude, we've had two nights of burgers. I don't even want to look at a burger right now. So I was telling them like, I want some Texas Mexican food. All right. It's some tacos. And there was a lot of chain taco restaurants. And my buddy Tom, who you heard in the interview earlier, he was telling us about this one taco place. It's some hole-in-the-wall taco place where, you know, I don't I don't even remember the name of the place. It was like El Paisano Taco El Restaurante, something like that. I think it was called that. I, I should have taken a picture of the menu, but they had <laughs> some of the best tacos. I have ever eaten in my life. Um, so basically you order six tacos and the, the tacos aren't very big at all. Um, picture what a crunchy sized taco from Taco Bell looks like and make it smaller than that, but has more meat and more, you know, um, veggies in it, like onions and veggies and cilantro and all that. So like more filling, um, super cheap too. I, I will say it was getting to be about midnight by the time we got there and like sat down and ate. And I, I, and this is something that Andrea told me that this is something that I guess they do in Mexico. Like Sunday nights are very big family dinner nights and, and not night. Like it's seven, eight, nine o'clock. No, you're talking about 10, 11, 12. And she was completely right. I was just thinking like, okay, maybe that's only in Mexico. They do that. No, I, I guess they do it by extension in Texas as well. Because when we went there at midnight, the place was packed and not just with adults too. It was packed with children as well. And I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, she is right. And there's all these kids here at like midnight on a Sunday. And I'm thinking some of these kids got to go to school tomorrow and all that. I'm like, I don't know how they do it, but 
holy crap, it was it was insanely packed on a midnight at Sunday night. And I'm thinking to myself, this is insanity. Like, you'd never see this here in Florida. Like, first of all, it, where I live, nothing would be open at midnight besides Taco Bell. Uh, there wouldn't be any restaurants like this open. And that was the first time that I saw cowboy hats in Texas as well, too. Um, was at this uh, Mexican restaurant and it was and I'm just thinking and not that um, I thought it was weird or anything but you know you, you Texas cowboys and you know cowboy hats and cowboy boots it's like that was the only time I saw that there in Texas um, and that I gotta say holy crap those tacos were so good I was I was hurting so bad after I after I ate all six of them because I just couldn't stop eating they were just so good and I wanted more but I couldn't. I like I'd probably fall over and die. Um, I, so I think if I remember the name of the restaurant was El Paisano Tacos Restaurante, something like that. Completely butchering it. Um, <laughs> I, I took a picture of us, you know, at that restaurant, and I can't even tell you where it was in Dallas. It was we went off the main highway and around some other streets and. Um, and it was right next to like two or three other taco restaurants as well too, Mexican restaurants. And this is just so good. So that was a fitting, fitting way to end the trip at Dallas. And then the return trip, uh, the next morning we had to wake up at 4am and by the time we got to the hotel, it was like one thirty, almost two o'clock. So we all got like no sleep at all. And, um, get up go to the return trip so kevin and tom unfortunately their boarding passes were all screwed up because we got to so our plane uh the gates were closing at 7 25 a.m we all got to um the airport around like 10 minutes before seven o'clock and i told him like i have to go on ahead because tsa is gonna bag check me because i brought a metal deck box with me and i got bag checked in tampa on on the way to dallas so i told him like dude i gotta go because they're gonna bag check me and the line to tsa was insane so i'm like if i'm gonna make this flight i have to go now because it's gonna be another 10 15 minutes for them to bag check me and all that stuff and lo and behold i did get bag checked and they they asked me to like see if i can try to hold the flight up and i did my best to try to hold it up i as soon as i got past TSA, you know, I gave them a call again and they're still trying to work on their boarding pass. And I go to the the front counter of the flight of the flight people and ask them like, Hey, my friends are trying to get there. The boarding pass is screwed up. Can you hold on to the flight? And like, it's like, well, no, we can only hold on until seven 25. And that's when the gates close. And I'm like, so I tell them that. And I, you know, I, I plead again to the, to the ladies there. And they said, no, but I will say they did give me an extra five minutes for Kevin and Tom and but unfortunately Kevin and Tom were still in line for freaking um <laughs> for their boarding passes and I felt so bad that they missed the flight and so on the way home you know when I landed I, I checked my Facebook and saw that they have um <laughs> that they were getting another flight to Orlando instead of Tampa and so they didn't they didn't have to wait too too long you know they managed to land here in Tampa around two or three o'clock when I landed around 11 o'clock or so. So just a few hours difference. So thank God they got home safely. And then when I got home that Monday, I just pretty much went home. I think I ate a little something and just passed out for like the rest of the day. I was so tired. So that was basically my trip to Grand Prix Dallas in a nutshell. 
and it was an insane trip. Um, had so much fun. It was so nice meeting all of you there. And, um, you know, especially to my fans and listeners, it was really awesome getting to meet some of you all. And, you know, I can't wait to do this again for GP Orlando and GP Atlanta as well, too. And, um, you know, get some more games of Magic in. Um, it's definitely sort of reignited my spark for Magic as well. Um, even though the spark was never really dying out to begin with, it's just made it even brighter. So now it's I've got some ideas for what I want to play in standard. Um, I'm actually building two decks in standard right now. Mono Green Stompy, which is just I'm sort of doing a different version of it in a sense because I, I kind of want two decks in standard right now. And Mono Green Stompy is super easy to build and super cheap. And then um, I'm also going to do that Esper Lich's Mastery approach, which I just need to cobble together a list and see what I want to build out of it. And um, But it was just a lot of fun, and I had a great time, and and it's I didn't want to go. And I just want to, once again, give shout-outs to JT Wooters, Daniel, and Bennett and Kusa for being really cool people to me. And, you know, there's shout-out to Andrea. It was really, really awesome meeting you, and... You know, hope I get to meet you again because we had a lot of fun just doing the spell slinging and playing magic and all that. Um, and yeah, I think that about ends it here. So um, thanks for listening to me ramble for freaking ever. So I guess once again, if you want to find out where Magic Wazoobie can be found at, you know, that makes a lot of sense what I just said. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on Twitter at MagicWazoobie, on Gmail at mtgzoobie at gmail.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, and also on YouTube. I keep forgetting to mention my YouTube channel, which, you know, I just kind of post my episodes up there and just sort of like, here you go. It's, I don't do much with my YouTube channel. Once in a while, I might try to do a deck tech or something like that. I should probably do deck techs for my Mono Green Stompy and the Esper Lich's Mastery approach. Um, that might be fun. Um, I'll probably put that in the podcast as well. Um, you can also support Magic with Zuby on Patreon at patreon.com slash magic with um, I'm also scheduled to appear at Grand Prix Orlando from August 10th through the 12th and Grand Prix Atlanta from November 2nd through the 4th. Um, and that is about it. So thank you everybody for listening and have a great night. Hey everybody, Zuby here, and I really hope you enjoyed listening to this week's show. If you want to reach out with any questions or comments or anything like that, you can definitely hit me up at the following on facebook.com slash magicwithzuby. You can hit me up on Twitter at magicwithzuby. We've also got an Instagram. I think the Instagram is at magic underscore with underscore zuby. Uh, you can also send me an email at mtgzuby at gmail.com. Uh, and that's probably the best way to get in contact with me. Um, if you also want to help support the show, um, you can check our Patreon out at patreon.com slash magicwithzuby. A lot of cool prizes and rewards there for um, people who sign up. I'd also like to thank my sponsors, legitmtg.com, for um, helping the show out. And for a long time now, it's been been a while they've been a sponsor of magic wazubi um if you want to order any magic singles or sealed product and you want free shipping with that just order anything over two dollars or more and you get free shipping anywhere within the united states they've got a wide array of selection of singles and sealed product um definitely the current up-to-date stuff is the best um, and so be sure to check out legitmtg.com. Also like to thank manatraders.com for being a relatively new sponsor of Magic Wazoobie. Really appreciate 
um, them sponsoring us here. So if you are tired of buying singles on Magic Online and you want to, you know, have the top tier deck because you want a challenge, there's a league or a challenge or a mox that you want to be a part of, and you think you have a good chance of winning, Mana Traders is there for you. Uh, Mana Traders allows you to rent any cards and decks you want for a monthly price for as low as $9.95 a month. Um, you can use the coupon code MTGZUBI when you check out and get 15% off your first three months. Uh, that's manatraders.com, so be sure to check them out. All right, everybody, that's a wrap. And like I said, thank you again for listening to Magic with Zuby here.